folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. Today we're playing Coffee Shop AU by S. Donnelly. For those who are new to this game, here are the basics. This is a love story. No matter what else this game ends up becoming when you play it, it should be a love story first and foremost. Because whoever these characters are in other lives, here and now they are normal people, and in this kind of story, normal people get to fall in love too. I'm Dora, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... Just me. Uh, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can find my Etsy store at etsy.com slash shop slash SAKalo. Yeah, it's just us two today. We're doing a, a fun little, little little two-person game today. Yep. It's very exciting. Um, so our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. So, thankfully, we shouldn't be running up against any risk of our lines or veils today, because, uh, like we said at the top, this game is called Coffee Shop AU, which, if you've ever been on fanfiction.net or AO3 ever, you should be pretty familiar. I like familiar. how you first went to fanfiction.net. <laughs> well, Sorry for the crosstalk. No, it's but fine. Like, I like how the first thing that you got thought of was fanfiction.net, a website I don't think anybody's used in fucking years. We're kicking it old school here. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so to start off, uh, first we have to choose which one of us is going to play the, the barista and which one will play the stranger, which we already have. Um, I'll be playing the stranger today, and Sam will be playing the barista. The game says you can choose characters from another game you've played together, which uh, is actually what we're doing. Uh, we're dusting off uh, some characters from a uh, Dungeon World campaign that we were in together, and uh, we sure are. Doro is the DM. <laughs> yeah, it was good, but uh, it was a very good game. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, so we're dusting off these characters, and. Uh, so, uh, Sam, introduce your barista. All right. So my barista's name is Galen, guarded by the grace and glory of our illustrious Shining Lord. And he is a half-elf. And he, in his original setting, was, like, the crown prince of the whole, like, nation that the game was taking place in. But in the setting, he's just, like, the rich heir to, like, an incredibly wealthy family. Um, 
I'd have to look up his dad's name, but it's equally as ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Galen's just this, you know, completely fucking useless, has never had to work a day in his life, kind of rich heir. And he's decided that he's going to prove to his parents that he's like a real person and that he can like exist on his own and he doesn't need them. He's, you know, hitting his rebellious teen phase at age 25. So yeah, that's Galen. And uh, I'll be playing Arthur uh, gently and without complaint, who is an elf. Uh, He's uh, 400 years old. And originally, when he was in his youth, um, he was a cartographer. But uh, since this is modern day, uh, there's not a whole lot of use for cartographers anymore. So uh, he works at a museum uh, working on preservation of like old maps and old books. I think it's a very good way to, to sort of turn turn what his character is around. Oh, boy, my audio was real quiet just there because I was looking the other way at my other monitor. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, sometimes I'm bad at this whole podcast thing and I have too many computers. Um, yeah, I really... Arthur... Let's say this straight up. Arthur was originally intended to be Galen's love interest in the original game. Yeah, it was, and that's why we're bringing them back for this. It was how I how I got Sam to uh, to play was like <laughs> I'll build you a boyfriend, and Dora did deliver with building me the most best boyfriend in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next thing that we have to do is we have to give our coffee shop a name and uh, discuss uh, what the shop looks like. Um, and so what we came up with is uh, Raven's Roast instead of Raven's Roost, and the um, sign is a raven uh, with a nest that, instead of eggs, has coffee beans in it. I love that. That's very good. Um, So we decided that it would be kind of cozy, tucked away between two bigger buildings, uh, with lots of plants and fairy lights, which, since this is urban fantasy, are literally fairies floating around near the ceiling, and it has a little patio out front. And you basically have to walk into an alley to get in there. And uh, I, oh, sorry. Oh, um, I was just gonna say um, there are a lot of comfy chairs inside. Yeah, like big leather, like soft. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. at risk of being cliche, um, it's bigger than it looks from the outside. And I'm not going to say <laughs> the other thing, but I'm sure you're all thinking it. Um, what I was gonna say is that this is actually, um, based on a coffee shop that I used to walk by every day, uh, in, like, downtown Chicago in the Loop, which I always thought looked, like, particularly, like, urban fantasy magical, because there were, like, plants all, all, like, over the outside, there was a little patio, but, like, there were fairy lights strung between the two buildings as you approached it. It was very good. Like, the two buildings on either side of it. And it was just this, like, little tiny squat, like, fantasy-looking house between these two high-rises. It was incredible. Um, So that's what this is based on, because I've always wanted to set a story there. Because it is good. I'll try to get, like, a Street View image of it up there, like, in the show notes. But yeah. Sounds good. I love the logo. I'm just, like, thinking about the logo again, and it's very good. (laughs) It's a good logo. Um, so the next thing that we do is we each choose two side characters who will be a part of our story. Uh, Sam, as the barista, you get to go first. Um, so I've picked, 
Uh, so we have like a list in the rules. And so the secondary characters that I've picked for you are the stranger's childhood friend, which you have decided is, is named Alistair, and the stranger's coworker from their day job, who is uh, Fatima. And um, uh, for Galen, um, I have chosen to be in the wrong tab. Um, <laughs> I've chosen uh, the barista's close friend who is constantly texting them while they're at work and someone from the barista's past. Spooky. Mysterious. There's nothing about Galen that's mysterious. He will literally blurt out his life story to anybody who will listen to him. <laughs> um, he's desperate for affection because he is a dumb baby. <laughs> and because his parents are rich and thus had no time for him. He's got issues. I love him. All right. Um, before the next thing is uh, to start scenes, um, the two players alternate turns. On your turn, you frame the beginning of the scene involving your character, establish how long it's been since the previous scene, where the scene is taking place, and who, if anyone, is there with you when the scene opens. And uh, once per scene, uh, we take a, a die... Um, a six-sided die, if a side character teases you about your affection for the other main character, a side character offers you sincere advice about your affection for the other main character, a side character informs you of their knowledge of the other main character's affection for you, uh, or something in the world around you reminds you of your affection for the other main character. Which is fucking adorable, by the way. It's really good. I love good. that shit. It's good. And once per scene, you give the other player a die from the pool. If uh, you compliment their character, you offer their character food or drink, you confess a secret to their character, or you make fat casual physical contact with, the, uh, with their character. This is a good game, y'all. Before we got started, I did want to read, um, because this is an important thing that they have in the, the source material, a note on subject matter. Flirting with someone who's just trying to make it through their day at a minimum wage job is pretty not okay in real life. That's why I think it's core to the genre that we see things from the barista's point of view, and we're aware of their crush and allow them to make the first move. I can't control what to, to what degree this will be the case in your game, and indeed the dice may complicate things, but I encourage you to think about this as you move through your early scenes. If you're worried that something is coming across as creepy, or if you feel uncomfortable with anything at all, don't be afraid to pause, talk it out, and rewind or retcon as necessary. This is intended to be a cute, cozy game. If something is making you uncomfortable, it doesn't have a place here. Which I think is, like, it's really good that that's in here. I really, like, appreciate that. Like, regardless of how much I fucking love coffee shop AUs, it's good that the person who wrote this game is acknowledging... What is the, what's the name of the person who wrote this game again? S. Donnelly. I'm glad that S. Donnelly is acknowledging that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. That's good. All right, so. Alrighty. Let's get started. I guess it's my turn first. Yep, so the barista takes the first turn. Uh, they take one die uh, from the pool as soon as the stranger enters the coffee shop for the first time. Which, you know, is indicative of falling instantly in love. Yep. Or not. It just means that I have the upper hand here, which I, you know, as per the note on subject matter. Yep. All right. So how does this start? Because the first scene, I would say, begins with, you know, oh, okay, wait, I'm just looking at, so on my turn, I frame the beginning of a scene involving my character. So basically, like, this scene doesn't have to involve the other character. 
I mean, it technically it technically doesn't, but you know, but it should obviously. But it's but it's like that means that we can do sort of interstitial scenes where like stuff like the other character, something in the world around you reminds you of your affection for the other main character. Then like I text them or something. Yeah, you know, doesn't always have to be like the first scene, which is you know going to be Galen is working and you know puttering around behind the counter and like trying his best. He's doing his best, y'all. He definitely breaks a mug like immediately. Oh no. And is and is busy cleaning that up when Arthur walks in. Alright, I'm giving you a die in the dock. Alright, and I have taken one on the table, because I have a, a pile of fourteen dice sitting next to me. Yeah, I don't have enough room to to spread out my D sixes, so I'm just keeping track in the document and I'll be using a dice roller instead of being fancy like some people. I just have a lot of dice and I, I need an excuse to use them. <laughs> All right. So I think so Arthur works at a museum that's like right next to um, the coffee shop. Uh, but this is definitely his first time coming in. And he's how do you feel about it being a rainy day? I am loving that, you know, see now in my mind, like this takes place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So like Arthur works at like the Art Institute or something, which is admittedly like down the street and like across one street from this coffee shop well if you can guide me on how to pretend that i've been to chicago and know these areas you know (laughs) this doesn't have to be like that specific it could be like fantasy chicago where anything goes yeah so i think you know it's it's a rainy gray day i'm imagining arthur has like a pea coat on with like the collar turned up and uh i don't know if he's i don't know is he alone or is uh Fatima with him. I don't know. I mean, is it like an actual break time or is he just like leaving work to grab some coffee because he's dying? I like the I like the the second one better. So. (laughs) All right. So I I would say Fatima is probably not with him. He probably maybe offered to grab Fatima something while he was out. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm grabbing coffee. Let me get you some. Yeah. Or do you want anything? I'm going out. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's that's where we are when when Arthur comes in. So as Arthur enters this room, Galen, it, it appears that there's nobody behind the counter because Galen is busy cleaning up the broken mug from the floor. But he does like hear the little bell above the door ring and go, um, uh, just a moment. Sorry, uh, I'll be right with you. And he's like kind of frantically <laughs> cleaning things <laughs> up. Yeah, I think Arthur comes up to comes up to the counter and kind of like looks over the counter, like half expecting like a gnome to be behind this, you know, regular person, you know, human sized counter. Uh, <laughs> I love it. When when he sees Galen and he's like, ah, just a just a little mishap. Uh, don't don't worry about it. I will be with you in just a moment. And he, like, finishes sweeping up the broken mug into, like, a dustpan and, like, dumps it in the trash. And just kind of looking around to make sure he doesn't step on any more sharp pieces and goes, Right, um, how can I help you today? He, like, looks up at the... He's like, our, our specials are are up here. They are. He's, like, kind of squinting at it because he's, like, should be wearing glasses, but desperately refuses to. <laughs> our, our specials are up there. He kind of gives up. Um, uh, what can I get for you today? He's very excited. Arthur looks up <laughs> at the specials and is just like, 
See, this is a problem because Dora doesn't drink coffee. Oh, no. So. <laughs> I mean, like, Arthur kind of, Arthur strikes me as the kind of person who would be like, can I just get a black coffee? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we've got, like, you know, fancy fucking drinks, like a, like a lavender mocha or something. And he's like, can I just get a black coffee? Like, I don't, um, <laughs> I don't understand newfangled baby coffee. Yeah. So he's, he's like. You know, maybe he's he's squinting at some writing on his hand because he took uh, Fatima's order, and uh, that's good. So he's just like lavender matcha iced, very large. Okay, I can do that. Very large. Okay, yeah. Um, so you don't really strike me as the kind of person that would drink something like that. Like Galen, you know, takes a plastic cup because obviously this one's to go and starts making. I like how you said matcha instead of mocha, because, like, that's also very good, but, like, maybe not what, <laughs> maybe not what Fatima was intending. Yeah. Um, so he, like, he, like, you know, throws some of the lavender, uh, simple syrup in a cup with the matcha powder and, like, starts making that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that would taste any good either. Honestly, I think it might. It might be a little bitter, but it, it might taste pretty good. Yeah. It would be interesting, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be clear, I'm not a barista. I just really like dumb coffee drinks, like the kind of thing that one of my friends might call a hot milkshake of bullshit. <laughs> um, that's the kind of thing that I love. I love, you know, like, just like, absolutely like garbage, mostly sugar and milk type drinks. So I like, know a lot about what tastes good together. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a barista. Um, so yeah, he starts making that. He's like, anything else? Yes. Okay. Coffee, black. Uh, what size? Arthur looks at the. I'm assuming there's like a a size indicator, and it's there's like there's like yeah, like the, the you know the three cups, the three like t- to go cups, like sitting on the counter. Like one is pretty small, one is like a normal sized coffee, and then the other one is like way too big for a normal person to drink, but like most people do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. do they have? Are they? Are they? Is it like Starbucks where they don't call it small, medium, and large? Do they have? Oh, no, they're just called small, medium, or large. Um, Galen would not be able to handle it otherwise. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> he like took the signs down that had the fun names and like put up new handwritten signs that have like small, medium, and large written on them, or like taped it over them. Mm-hmm. The original signs. <laughs> Perfect. So Arthur's just like large, the largest that you have. Well, somebody's uh, burning the midnight oil. Huh? What time of day it is? Is it actually? Um, I don't know. Could it, could it be like early afternoon? So like after the lunch lunch crowd has gone. Yeah. So it's like early afternoon, but like if you're drinking a coffee that large, you want to stay up all night. Yeah. So yeah, Galen hands him a large coffee cup and says, "The filter coffee's over there." And just like points at like a you know one of the big things you like push the top down and it like gives you filter coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I have an important question though. Yes. Do do Galen's fingers brush Arthur's? I would like take his like money or whatever. When when handing when handing over the coffee cup. Handing over the mug. Yes, I think they do. Alright. I'm giving you He sort of like has has a moment and goes, Oh, I forgot to ask you if this was for here to go, but I assumed you two were ordering two things it was to go. Um sorry, I'm I'm a little new here. I'm still kinda getting my bearings. Um there's, like, obviously somebody in the back that's, like, sitting on her phone, like, not paying attention. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And she, like, whoever it is just, like, gives gives Galen a thumbs up. You're doing great, honey. And goes back to her phone. Like, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Arthur kind of smiles a little at that and is just like, yes, it's it's to go. We've got a long night ahead of us. Oh boy, sounds uh sounds exciting. What kind of what kind of stuff do you do? He's like, you know, making this large bullshit matcha drink still while Arthur's just kind of standing there holding the cup. <laughs> Arthur is just kind of standing there with the with the cup um and is is just like I work at the museum uh across the way and we're we're prepping for a new uh fuck what's it called exhibition yes we're prepping for a new exhibition and as you might guess it's a bit of a pressing time i feel ya um god what did i'm trying to decide like what did galen go to college for probably something like really dumb and like esoteric and like absolutely useless galen went for his mrs degree i don't know what that is oh <laughs> that's um it's a joke uh mrs misses when you go to college to get married oh <laughs> to catch your to, to catch your uh your your next spouse <laughs> sorry that's actually incredibly funny and i've literally never heard that joke before in my life at least not like said like that oh that's really funny i fucking love that um i don't know if you did that particularly but i know that like he, he either got like a really like like a really esoteric history degree like ultra specific could not do anything other than academia and he doesn't want to do academia mm-hmm. or like he went to school for like i don't know if he's particularly like artsy though like my experience is like going to an art school but i don't think galen's particularly good at that you know yeah i don't think he's really good at anything <laughs> I'm mean to my boy because I love him. Well, the history degree would work well since, you know, Arthur works at a museum. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so maybe he has, like, a really esoteric, like, medieval history degree. Nice. <laughs> so Galen's, you know, continuing to putter around, like, hey, what, so what's the, uh, what's that, uh, what's your exhibit on? Shit. What's, what What do you... <laughs> you didn't think this through, Shit, huh? now I have to come up with a, with what the exhibition is. <laughs> You sure do. I think Arthur rambles off like something about actually here we go. It you know, you've got an esoteric uh medieval history degree, maybe it's a uh, a bunch of manuscripts from approximately that time period. Nice. So like, you know, like 1600 illuminated manuscripts um with like like from like one bible that they found like hidden under a desk in england like three years ago or some shit like you know like something extremely esoteric like why would anybody come see this exhibition unless you were someone like galen yes (laughs) galen's like practically vibrating with excitement at this (laughs) um do you perhaps know when this exhibit might be open to the public he's like clutching the 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 like matcha to his chest like (laughs) oh oh Oh, oh wait, you gave me a dice, right? I did. Yes, so I'm adding that to my pile. Because we did casual physical contact. We sure did. Um, It'll be open next week if all goes well. Oh, excellent. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Um, oh, I should I should let you go. Um, of course, uh, that'll be... He, like, 
scrambles for the he's a little flustered uh he like scrambles for the uh cash register uh, will, they, will you be paying in card or uh cash or um blood fate this isn't a real thing is it he like looks back at, at the at the back room like blood favors <laughs> blood tokens really she's just like you have to say it nobody ever takes it but you gotta say it it's part of the part of the rules you got it you know he's just like or blood favors, I suppose. Um, I don't know what that means. Please don't ask. Yeah, um, Arthur fishes out his wallet, and I don't know how much these fancy drinks cost, but a 20 probably covers it with a nice te- hefty tip. Yeah, they'll probably cover it. So is it? does he, like, say that out loud? Oh, God. Or does he just sort of go, or does he just sort of go, just uh, keep the change? Yeah, he, he goes, just keep the change, and then uh, takes the drink and goes and gets the, the filter coffee before he leaves um ha- have a pleasant day i i want to say like okay so i get to give you a die if okay well I-, I technically did offer you food or drink but that's because i um you're contractually obligated work. i'm contractually obligated to do that <laughs> um so i don't think i have to had to make a roll at any point here right right okay cool i think that's seen okay Sounds good. Oh, and because we didn't cover this previously, what we're using the dice for is when your character is about to take an action that would tangibly, obviously progress the relationship, such as giving them their phone number, asking them out, holding their hand for the first time, saying I love you for the first time, kissing for the first time, etc., you make a roll. And um, to make a roll, you roll all of the dice that you have or that you've been given it says in front of you but we're not well sam's playing with physical dice i have them in front of me (laughs) yeah you roll all the dice in front of you and take the highest number as the result on the six you do what you intended to do describe it and give the other player one of your dice on a four to five you lose heart and are too scared to make the move for now if the other player has not uh, yet made a roll in this scene they can attempt the roll with the same goal though it will mean that it's their character that takes the initiative and on a one to three oh. some external factor stops you you get pulled away by someone else your phone has technical issues at an inopportune moment etc oh, no. the scene ends <laughs> soon after even in this situation though it isn't really a failed roll you'll still be able to do it if you want to it's just going to take a little longer I was thinking, okay, so that makes sense why, like, you get more dice as you, like, do things to, like, subtly build up the relationship. I get it now. I thought that you just, like, got to roll one die and, like, that was your roll. Nope. I, I didn't read the rules very carefully, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Look, I'm bad at reading. It's fine. Yep. And after you resolve the roll, put all your dice back into the, uh, back into the pool. Um, if you do not roll before the scene ends, you keep the dice that you have. Um each player has no more than one roll per scene. Um, and since we didn't roll, we both get to keep our dice um, from yeah. the first scene. So I have two and you have one, right? Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So now it's your turn. Um, actually, between every scene, there is a moment of reflection for each die you have in All front right. of you. Say something about how your character feels about the other protagonist. Um, if both players okay. have dice in front of them, alternate back and forth until one person runs out of dice, after which whoever has more continues on their own. Um, so you you have two dice, you start, and then I'll go, and then you finish. All right. So, I mean, Galen's first impression of Arthur was, ooh, hot older man. 
hell yeah <laughs> um exciting um and second impression was oh fuck hot older man that knows what i am about <laughs> that's just one die so for for my die arthur found the i don't want to say bumbling but like you know found <clears throat> no, found it's okay it. you can <laughs> He, he found the bumbling endearing, and so he he thought, you know, that Galen was cute. Aww. Um, for my second die, I'm gonna say that, like, he's really excited that this dude, like, seems to know, like, seems somehow to have, like, completely known ahead of time what would immediately, like, get Galen interested in, like, knowing him as a person rather than just being like, nice, hot older dude. <laughs> He has no idea that Arthur is, like, 400 years old. He's like, this dude's in his, like, 40s, and I can dig that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Elves live forever, yo. Yup. Unless they diminish and then go to the West, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are we working with Lord of the Rings rules then? (laughs) No, I'm just being a goofus. God, you're so valid. Um, It's fine. I know too much about Lord of the Rings anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, so now it's your turn. Yep. Um, so I kind of want to say that this is maybe this is the next week at the uh, opening of the exhibition. Oh, fuck. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just adding the mysterious coworker who is, is so far only a voice <laughs> to our document so that we can pay attention to that. No worries. Okay. So, yeah. The the opening of the exhibition sounds good to me and i think it's uh for maximum for maximum everything it's a black tie event so um oh fuck yeah arthur has to wear a tux fuck yes oh galen is is there but he is wearing like the most ridiculous outfit i say ridiculous it looks very nice on him but it's like it's very it's it's like he's wearing I want to say he's wearing like sort of like a pale teal suit. That's it's it's a very and it's like a very like dated cut, but not dated as like a as in like in a bad way. It's like a very it's like vintage mm-hmm. almost. I want to say it's somewhat similar to like his canon outfit, which doesn't mean anything to you guys except that I'll just describe that it's like a 1700s court outfit from France. So it's like it's like a, a coat that's got like a very round collar and it's got a very, very, it's, there's so much embroidery on it. It's all silverwork embroidery. I would say that it's a little bit toned down from that. It's a little bit more modernized, but there's definitely like a lot of embroidery on it. Um, he looks very fancy, but he also looks very rich. Fancy boy. <sighs> He's a very fancy boy, but he also looks extremely gay because nobody but gay people looks like that anymore. <laughs> once this was common but this is modern day and so like he just looks he looks a little out of place but like very fancy nice um and i think it's because he looks a little out of place that that's how arthur notices him and comes over hell yeah there's there's probably um he's probably got a flute of champagne from you know those roving those roving people who have champagne and hors d'oeuvres and stuff so he's probably got a flute of you know flute of champagne um and he's just oh i wasn't expecting to see you here galen is like nose to the glass not not literally but like very very close like looking at uh, like a particular page of this illuminated manuscript and like really like 
you know, he's holding one of those little tiny paper plates that's got, like, a couple of hors d'oeuvres on it. And he's just, like, he's, like, so fucking excited. He's like, how much uh, preservation work was required on some of these pieces? They're an exceptional, like, they're an exceptional shape. Um, He's, he's like, he's, like, looking at it, he's like, was, is all of this gold leaf original? (laughs) Most of it, not all. But, uh... It was in very good condition when it came to us. Fascinating. He's like, like real excited, and he and he, he sort of shakes himself for a second. And he goes, "I'm sorry, um, uh, Galen. It's nice to meet you again." Oh, you're the guy from the from the uh, from the coffee shop. Yes, you came in last week. I did. You got your you got your coworker uh, lavender matcha, which is again interesting flavor combination. It it was not meant to be matcha <laughs> as it turns out but <laughs> thankfully she did guess. not she did not skin me alive for for that yeah i actually can't imagine there's um nearly as much caffeine content as she might have wanted <laughs> unfortunately i had to sacrifice my coffee to her as well ah what a shame <laughs> i'm arthur by the way Galen's kind of like hiding behind his, his hors d'oeuvre plate, like a little bit, like embarrassed to have been like so excited about this like fucking piece of paper. Um, uh, Arthur, that's a, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you more formally. Also, these kinds of like events are kind of like high key, like mostly for the rich, like the rich people who support the museum, like the the like high f- high donors and stuff like the board of trustees type of thing mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to get an invitation to one of these events and this is a kid that works at a coffee shop <laughs> he's probably more than a little out of place like not really he's like very in his element but like arthur probably has some questions about this <laughs> this is like unusual see this is this is why i need your help it's fine i know lots of things about museums old illuminated manuscripts and like art history it's kind of an art history degree yeah i think maybe that's what maybe that's what like galen has it's like an art history degree because he can't do art but he likes looking at it and learning about it and his family certainly owns enough old shit that that it's something (laughs) yeah that makes sense so i think arthur um just kind of quirks an eyebrow and and says it it's good to see you but i wasn't expecting to see you here tonight um galen just sort of waves a hand and he's like oh you know i have uh i have my connections as do we all he like winks at arthur which doesn't mean anything galen you dumb shit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i pulled some strings it's it's all you know I, I was just, I was so excited to see, to see some of these pieces. I just figured, well, you know, I'm sure the grand opening would be a great place to do it. Not to have to, to come in, because otherwise I, I wouldn't be able to come in because I work during the day. So, um, he kind of like scratches the back of his head a little bit at that. Like, you know, I have a, I have a, a, a job. I'm, <laughs> he's like fucking, he's, he's, he's floundering. He's floundering a lot because, you know, he, he was like he he thought about the fact that you know oh maybe the handsome stranger from last week would be there but mostly he was like fuck yeah illuminated manuscripts mm-hmm. um he's like i gotta ask my dad to get me t- to get me tickets to this to this you know gallery opening shit because fuck yeah 
<laughs> Strings was calling his dad and being like, hi, daddy, I love you. Will you please buy me this? Will you get me a ticket, please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a good functioning adult. Yep. <laughs> um. So he's just sort of like waves it off. He's like, we all have our connections. Evidently. <laughs> um. And Arthur grabs another flute of champagne off of one of the the rov- I I don't waiter that's what they're called waiters off of you know one of the waiters trays and offers it to Galen. Galen takes it and his his hand like does brush Arthur's kind of intentionally <laughs> and so I'm going to give you a die. Technically you owe me two. Oh fuck, what do, why do I owe you two? Do I give you a compliment? Casual physical contact um oh no, you get you owe me um, one, and I give you one. Ah, uh, cool. So I take one, and you take one in yep. like the same instant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Galen, you know, takes it and is like, "Oh, thank you. I appreciate it." He's like now like hiding behind the champagne flute, like he's got it like resting on his lip, but he's just sort of like he's like a giggly mess. He's like probably a little bit drunk already. He's probably had at least one champagne. Hmm. Oh, important note. His hair is up, like, in the first scene, his hair was up in, like, a high ponytail. He looked, like, very peppy. Um, in this scene, it's up in, like, sort of, like, a fancy, like, bun, like, chignon type thing. He he looks, like, very gay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, like, he's, like, twirling some, like, a piece of his hair around his finger. And he's, like, oh, thank you. Like, takes a sip. God. Is he, re- he's, like, extremely obviously flirting. Arthur's not dense, so he kind of picks up on that, but... The, the thing that I think he does, though, is he picks up more on the excitement and starts explaining, like, some of the, the processes that went into restoring the particular, uh, the particular page that Galen had been, had been admiring previously before he came up. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Galen is immediately distracted from his flirting by this. He's like, you know, he's ooing and aahing at all the right moments and asking, you know, intelligent questions and generally being like, absolutely like monopolizing arthur's time probably for the rest of the evening (laughs) yeah i think i think that's a good place to end the scene with them going through and talking about the manuscripts yeah is is there like a map somewhere like from from like maybe a different manuscript that's like also in this exhibition yes just like an old map that's that's that like arthur can be Oh fuck! What if it's something that Arthur made like <gasps> two two hundred years ago? Arthur maybe not, Arthur doesn't say anything about it, but like it's there as something we can go back to later. Yes, the audience knows that Arthur had a hand in creating that map, but the rest of but the the fucking idiots in the game don't. <laughs> our our good our good children. Yep. All right, so that's a good scene. So now we have three dice each. <laughs> I th- or no, you have two dice. I have and two. I have three. Yeah. Okay, so I still get to go first on reflections. Yep. Um, first of all, Galen is immediately smitten. Like, he went from being like, ooh, hot older man, to being like, fuck, I'm in love with this dude. <laughs> like, instantly. I would die for him in an instant. Arthur was definitely charmed by the fact that Galen was interested in his work. Galen also is, is real fond of how Arthur looks in a suit. Like, Wow. <laughs> dumb idiot <laughs> Arthur really liked Galen's enthusiasm Aww. Um, last die um, 
And I think Galen is, like, really excited and, like, looking forward to, like, seeing Arthur in his coffee shop again. Like, he, his coffee shop, in the coffee shop that he works in, because <laughs> God knows it's not his coffee shop. So, yeah, that's my third statement. He's, like, looking forward to seeing Arthur again. And also kicking himself for not asking for Arthur's number. <laughs> well, have I got news for you? It's a new oh, scene. Yeah. A new opportunity. Yeah. It's true. And it's my turn to have a scene be uh, be my scene. Yep. So I think it's maybe, like, I want to say, like, maybe, like, a week later. Or maybe less or more. I don't know. It's it, it's it's not too long after this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the next day. Actually, fuck it. It's the next day. And Galen has work. Because, of course, he does. Yeah. Um, And he's, like, sitting down behind the counter like, scrolling through Twitter on his phone. Like, fantasy Twitter? I don't know. It's Twitter. Um, <laughs> mysterious co-worker, who was so far only just, like, a female voice, is this, like, very peppy, like, 18-year-old half-orc who is, you know, the moment she's not working, she drops all of the pep and is just, like, the most sarcastic piece of shit you've ever met in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... Moment, the moment she's customer facing, she has her customer service face on and she's ready to go. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's very good. Um, she's got sort of like, you know, short hair, like a bob around her face. And she's like much younger than Galen, but has her shit together so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and does she have a name? Not yet. <laughs> I don't I don't know what her name is. She sounds like a Lily. Lily is a great name. Lily is the name of my coworker who I just found out lives like a block away from me. Oh, fun! <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, so yeah, so her name is Lily, and she's wearing like a "Hello, my name is Lily" badge. As Galen is also wearing a "Hello, my name is Galen," and then somebody has attempted to scrawl the rest of his names underneath it, but he has crossed them all out. So there's just like a bunch of scribbles like on his name tag. That's been, like, crossed out. I'm retconning that as having always been there. <laughs> but maybe Arthur just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, Arthur was too busy trying to trying to read the smudged writing on his hand to notice the name badge. Sm- smudged writing on his name tag? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Lily is going to be like, you're all happy this morning. You're all happy. Yeah. It's like, you seem rather happy, but also fucking exhausted. Like, are you hungover? <laughs> You know, she's giving Galen shit for being hungover at work. Yeah. Um, and Galen just, like, gives her the finger. Is like, shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm suffering because A, I didn't get a cute dude's number, and B, I'm hungover. <laughs> so, oh shit, that's, uh, that's a, that, that's a dice moment, huh, isn't it? Yeah. Side character teases you about your affection for the other character. So that's, oh shit, I get to take a dice again. Yep. I have so many fucking dice. You better not blow, uh, you better not blow your next roll. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Seriously. Um, so, Caitlin's like, I didn't get a cute dude's number. I went to that, like, fucking museum opening thing. He's, like, real tired. He's like, I went to that museum opening thing. I didn't get this cute guy's number. We talked, like, all night. I got home at, like, 3 a.m. But, like, it was great. I'm really hungover. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's just like she's like are you fucking kidding me dude like you're at work you gotta be fucking doing stuff go like clean out the grill or whatever so we can make our shitty paninis <laughs> so that's what galen is doing 
if and when Arthur comes in that day. No, Arthur definitely comes in that day, probably <laughs> around, like, it's probably a little after the, the lunch hour again. Um, so the uh, coffee shop is not empty, empty, but, you know, it's not crowded. Yeah, there's, like, one person sitting in the corner, like, reading a book and, like, practicing some sort of, like, like one-handed spell work with their other hand, like, studying mm-hmm. or whatever. And just, like, the occasional cursing coming from that corner. <laughs> yep. And that's, like, the only person in there. Yep. Do you, so, do you think when Arthur comes up to the counter, is it is it Galen or is it Lily? Oh, it's absolutely Lily. Like, 100%. Galen is, like, in, is, like, not in the back, but is, like, facing away from the door, not paying attention because he's not at the counter right now. So Lily's like, hi there. Can I, how can I help you? You know, what can I get you today? I don't think, uh, I don't think Arthur's hungover, but he's definitely looking like he was also up until way late last night. So he's just like, I need coffee, please. I'm begging you. At, at this, Galen is like, oh, don't worry about it, Lily. I can take this one. And Lily's just got this like eyebrow raised, like, no, I got it. Why don't you go uh, finish um, cleaning out the grill so we can continue to make paninis later? She's like giving him this look like, you don't you fucking dare question my authority in this coffee shop, bitch. <laughs> and so she goes, so you want a large filter coffee? Yes, please. Galen just sort of waves at Arthur from behind the counter. <laughs> and Arthur kind of perks up a little bit and is just like, I I wasn't expecting you to be working today. Uh, well, you know, uh, the grind is the grind. <laughs> gotta, gotta, you know, get, get, get that money. <laughs> He looks a little bit miserable. <laughs> Arthur chuckles a little bit. Whether Galen intended that that to be a pun or not, he's still entertained by it. It's good. I don't think you meant for it to be a pun, because otherwise he would have said it in like the worst possible voice. Be like, the grind is the grind. <laughs> Lily hits him anyways, though. Like Lily like whacks him on the top of the head because she's like much taller than him. Is like doesn't look like cleaning the grill. Sorry about that. My employee, my employees are are not um, not always focused on their jobs. But don't worry about it. Here you go. Um, that'll be like two fifty or something. You know, it's cheap. It's filter coffee. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, Arthur puts down a five, and it's just like keep the change. Um, and he goes and gets the coffee, but he doesn't leave immediately. He kind of putters around a little bit, not. He's trying not to be he's he's trying not to be obvious, but he's also just kind of like he's definitely waiting to see if Galen gets off of Panini press duty. <laughs> yeah, Galen like 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 pulls pulls like half of Lily's hair down and is like, please just let me have this. <laughs> and she's like, You're a working morning shift for the next week. Go for it. And just like talk like tilts her head to the side um she's like she's like you know like you owe me mm-hmm. big time but take your break now it's like thank you thank you thank you and he just like gets he like picks up a fucking biscotti from behind the counter shoves it in his mouth and like wanders over to arthur and is like hey there so last night was really fun and like sits down <laughs> yes it was it was very it was a very pleasant evening i'm glad that you got to make it it was so nice to have somebody who understands the work outside of outside of my co-workers of course yeah yeah no um i mean 
uh, art history. It's, uh, it's, it's super fascinating. And he's like, he sounds like he's being extremely sarcastic here because he's like flirting, but he's actually like floundering big time because he's like, oh God, I don't know what to say here. Like, I am super interested in art history, but also I'm interested in you. <laughs> and uh, Galen just like grabs a napkin to like write his number down. Um, and I'm going to roll all four of my dice to try to get this, um, to try to like write down this fucking number. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so you want to know what I just got? A one, a one, a three, and a two. I got two twos and two ones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that means that something interrupts. Can we say that maybe Arthur's phone goes off? I like that. I was going to say that there's some disaster behind the counter that like immediately demands all hands on deck, like the fucking espresso machine starts bubbling weirdly <laughs> and ex- like exploding. And and Lily is like, all right, your break's over. Come fix this, please. <laughs> okay um uh, i'll see you later or maybe like both things happen at the same time so like arthur can't stick around and galen like really needs to go yeah i'm i think i'm going to go ahead and roll my two dice to to reciprocate trying to get the uh you know exchange of numbers please exchange numbers so like galen started off by being like you know i'd love to talk to you to you more about this stuff it's like super fascinating and that's when this all happened yeah and i rolled a five and a three and on a four to five you lose heart nurse you're too scared to make the move for now yeah so i think arthur's just like you take care of what you need to do i'll be around and then he leaves yep (laughs) Rest in fucking pieces. <laughs> These idiots are so good at romance. Yep. <laughs> All right, and now we both start with uh, no dice in the pool. Zero, zero dice. So I just I just put all the dice over there. Yep. In a little square of three by four. And since we don't have any dice, we don't do reflection, so... Yeah. Reflection. Galen is now covered in espresso and really unhappy. <laughs> yep. Reflection. Arthur... Arthur got called back and isn't happy about it because it was supposed to be a long lunch break. So he's cranky. Poor babies. It's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!